Good morning, Rock Church. Good morning, good morning. Can we give the Lord Jesus a big hand today? Amen. You know, when I look out um, on this church, I see people that God made in his image. I see uh, all shades of brown. In the human, we call them white, black, brown, Asian, and other. God just calls us people. And he made every single one of us in his image. And the devil's goal, because he cannot defeat God, is to destroy the image of God. And one of the ways he does that is he turns us against each other. And one of the ways he does that is to use how we look against each other. And the world is in a, our country is in a crisis. Unless you live on the rock, you, do, you know what's going on. Can I get amen? And obviously I would hope all your hearts are broken because of what's going on. My heart is broken. At about 4 o'clock on, 3 o'clock on Thursday... I called the police chief. I said, Chief, can I bring some pastors down to pray with you and your staff at your office? We were going to have a prayer meeting, but I said, let's, let's go down to her and pray for her. And she says, absolutely, let's organize something. And then three hours later, four hours later, my son, who's a police officer here in San Diego, texts me. Said, 11, co- 11 cops were shot. I want to I do something different today. I want to state the facts as what happened over this last week. And I would imagine at all our campuses that there are all kinds of emotions. We got all kinds of people in this church with all kinds of views. So let me state our view. Our view is, our view is that every single person was made in the image of God. And that God loves every single person. And that there's no us and them. Amen. And our view is that all lives are important to God. And that we need to, in the name of Jesus Christ, fight for the image of God to be displayed in every single life on this planet. So I want to state the facts about what happened since July 5th. And then I'm going to bring out a special guest that we're going to pray with and for. And then we're going to have a short message. And then we're going to have communion together. And then I'm going to give you a challenge to do something when you leave here. My, the title of my message is Enough is Enough. Let me state the facts. July 5th, Alton Sterling, 37-year-old black man, was tackled, held down by two police officers and shot. On July 6th, Philando Castile was fatally shot sitting in his car with his fiancée and four, her four-year-old daughter. On July 7th, the most deadly attack against law enforcement since 9-11, 12 officers were injured. Five of them were killed. Michael Smith, 55 years old, 28 years he served as a U.S. Army Ranger. He lives behind two children. Michael Crow, eight-year veteran of the police department, 40 years old. Lauren Ahrens, Lauren Ahrens, a senior corporal serving the Dallas Police Department, 14 years. Served in the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department for 11 years. Leaves behind wife and two children. Patrick Zamaripa, 32 years old. U.S. Navy veteran, served three tours in Iraq. Longtime girlfriend, parents, and two children. Brent Thompson, two weeks ago, he was married. 43 years old, six children, he leaves behind. 
We're going to pray for their families. We're going to pray for Baton Rouge, Minnesota, Dallas, and the United States of America. There's a story in Genesis chapter 50, Genesis, where Joseph was sold by his brothers into slavery. A very evil and wicked thing. Several years later, Joseph is in charge and his brothers come and realize that the guy they sold into slavery and told their father he was dead is now in charge. And they bow down before him and say, Joseph, you know, we didn't mean anything. Please don't hurt us. And here's what Joseph says. But as for you, you meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. In order to bring about, as it is this day, to save, keep many people alive. What the devil means for evil every single day, God is going to turn something to good if the people of God do what they're supposed to do. But if we sit around and wait for the government to do it, and wait for the police to do it, and wait for our presidential candidates to do it, it ain't going to happen because their agenda is not this agenda. We have to live up to this agenda and not only come to church. I really have nothing new to say. It's just do this book. And from God to us, enough is enough. He's not talking to them. He's talking to us. That we just do this book. So I'm going to ask my guests to come up here today. And we're going to pray with and for our guests. Because these men and women put their lives on the line for us every single day. We have three police officers coming up here. The chief of police for us. John Bulldog, Sophia Zuma, Ken Lockhart. Let's give them a hand as they come on up. Right here, right here. Comes. Amen. Amen. Let's give him a big hand. Come on, amen. Uh, not all police officers do the right thing. That's not the issue. Not all anybody does the right thing. But these police officers put their life on the line for us every single day. My father was a police officer, my son is a cop, and he is working in one hour and 90 minutes here in San Diego. And when he called me and told me what happened in Dallas, I said, when are you going back to work? He said, in about six hours. It's very real. It's very real. When you get in trouble, you will call 911. And you will hope that someone in blue comes to your house. Can I get an amen? This is John Bulldog. He goes to church here. He moved. How many years ago did you come here? Six years. Six years from Oregon, right? Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, from Minnesota. Okay. Oh, sorry. The former one went to Oregon. That's right. Your boss went. To, your, your predecessor went to Oregon. Uh, from Minnesota. And f f first thing I heard, he said, "He said I got to find a church." And I, somehow Mickey, the chaplain, came out. I guess that's how you came here. Do you want? To, let me hear the microphone. I just want you before we pray. If you, how can we pray for you guys? Well, thank you, Pastor. Thank you for having us here. Um, as a follower of Jesus myself. I believe what it says in Romans 13, that the authority of the government is granted by God. And most importantly, that we all, as representatives of that, would honor God in the way that we serve. Being a police officer, I've always said, is like being a vocational Christian. I get paid to love and serve people. <laughs> and my prayer for all officers in our country, and certainly in our uh, agency, is that we would love and serve people in a way that is honoring to God. Amen. Amen. Amen.
So we're going to get on knees and, and pray for many things, but we're going to pray that the police do that. And that the ones that don't need to be there, that God would deal with them. And the rest of them that stay would honor God in the way they do it. Amen? And they will protect us the way God intended them to protect us. And that we would support them as they protect us. There's no greater love that a man or woman can have for another man or woman than to lay their life down for another man. And no more than, at least in my lifetime that I know about, than today, that it is as dangerous as it is to put that uniform on. There was two more shootings Friday, and one guy called the police, called 911 and ambushed the cops as they came to his house. It's madness. But it's the devil. It's the devil. It's not black people, white people, police. It's the devil. And we have to fight it on a spiritual level. Amen. Let's get on our knees. Lord, we're on our knees, not as citizens or police. We're on our knees, not as a people from some ethnic group or socioeconomic group. We are on our knees as your children. And our responsibility above everything is to be your children, to glorify you in our life, to bear the image of God in our life, to love you with all our heart, mind, and soul, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. That is what we're supposed to do. And so, Lord, I pray today for all the law enforcement in the United States of America. We pray you protect them. You give them wisdom and discernment. Tap them on the shoulder when they need to look right or left. We pray specifically for the cities that have been in the news, even though there's so many cities in our country that have pain. Baton Rouge, Minnesota, Dallas. We pray as they are on heightened alert in all the other cities that have protests that you protect the community, you protect the police, and you bring us as people together. And I pray especially for the church that we would be the light of the world, that we would be the salt of the earth that we would not put our light under a bushel and hide it, but we would shine it, put it on a hill, and turn up the heat. Holy Spirit, we pray you pour out yourself on all our campuses and through our campuses. We pray for our city of San Diego that we would fulfill the responsibility you've given us to love our neighbor as ourselves to make disciples of all nations. And Lord, may they know us by our love, bold, bold, humble love one for another. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give our officers one more big hand as they go out and go back to work. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Honor, honor, honor. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let's give them a hand as they go out. Amen. You may be seated.
Let's see your Bibles this morning. Let's see your Bibles on three. One, two, three. Say word. Say word. Let's turn to the book of Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Whenever I prepare a message, especially ones like these, I was going to start a series on the Bible today, but obviously things happen. And it's very emotional uh, whenever tragedy grabs your heart and says, I need you to talk about something else. And it's more tragic when it's very personable, personal to you. As I watch all the racial tension that I grew up with and many of y'all grew up with who are uh, older in your 40s and 50s and 60s, can I get amen? We remember those days where blacks would live in one neighborhood and whites would live in another neighborhood. When I grew up, I could not move and live in the neighborhood where I went to Catholic school. I didn't want to, but you, there were no people of color in that neighborhood. None. And it was only three-quarters of a mile away. So this is very real to me. For all of you young people who don't know that, this is something very real to all of us. It hit home. My father's a police officer. I've always said many times, my son's a police officer. So I see that side as well. And I've been doing interviews. I'm doing an interview today uh, um, as well on, on television. And, and, you know, they ask, well, what's the state of race in the country? What should we do? And... I titled this message Enough is Enough is because enough of talking about just getting along. Enough of talking about can we just meet and talk. I, that is very important because I'm going to say we, we got to get, 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 get together and talk. However, there's something so much bigger than that. It's not about your rights and your rights and your rights. That's what the devil wants to be. It's all about me. It ain't about us. It's about God. God has to be first. And what the devil wants us to get hung up on is that I've been hurt. My rights have been violated. That may be true. It is true. Because we live in a sinful world and we're all hated. We're all despised. And you can, you can, you can create an argument for your group, whatever your group is, black, white, Hispanic, women, gay, straight. You can name it. I got my rights. God has to be first. He has to be first. And God is like, you guys keep fighting for yourself. What about me? If you put me first, all that stuff goes away. So I, 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 I just want to share something very short so we can get into communion and we want to give you all time. Uh, Colossians, in Colossians, there was this heresy that Paul was writing to. The people were believing that they should worship angels and they should uh, emphasize the spiritual powers and humble themselves and, and honor the spiritual powers of evil and good. And they were minimizing the preeminence of Jesus. So he was writing to this, this city saying, you got it all wrong. You need to put Jesus first. And so the first two chapters of the book, he talks about Jesus being the express image of the invisible God. And how Jesus is preeminent, that he died and rose from the dead, and that all principalities bow to him. But then in the second half of the book, he talks about therefore. Everyone say therefore. Whenever you see therefore in the Bible or in any sentence, it goes from theoretical to practical. In other words, your breath stinks, therefore you need to brush your teeth. Can I get amen? Okay. <laughs> you need a job, therefore you need to apply. <laughs> or you need to get out of the house, therefore you need to get a job. 
But it goes from theoretical to practical. So he says, because Christ is preeminent and because Christ died and rose from the dead and because he has authority over all principalities and powers and made you in his image, therefore you need to act like that. If your image of God is low, your image of self will be low because you were made in the image of God. And in our country, the image of God is here. God is, he's not preeminent. But in this house, Jesus is preeminent. And so I want to talk about three very simple things to do. And I'm, I'm going to read this. We're going to read it together. It's going to be on the screen. And then I want you to be thinking about you because the only thing you can do is take care of you. Our responsibility is to take care of us. Let's read this. Chapter 3, uh, Colossians. And then we're going to look at three very simple points. Very Chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified. Am I in the right place? Nope. Hey, I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate that. He said, I love you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just in case you didn't hear that. <laughs> you know, my, my pages, they're, they're bent on the corner. I saw shuns. <laughs> But it was the wrong shuns. Ah, here we go. Chapter 3, verse 1. Actually, I just look at the screen. If you then... <laughs> if you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Uh, don't answer this. But you were raised with Christ. Seek God. Don't get distracted. It doesn't mean you don't fight for rights. It doesn't mean you don't want justice. No, 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 no. But that first. Look what it says. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth. Fornication uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Oh, should I, is, is cursing a sin? Put that filthy language out of your mouth. You know what filthy language is? Oh, she just thinks she's all that. That's filthy language. Let me tell you what I heard. That's filthy language. That person is this. That person is that. That's filthy language. They were made in the image of God. Pray for them. Love them. Verse 9. Do not lie to one another. Novel idea. People lie to me all the time. Christians, look, right in the lie. And I just look at them going, that's not true. Well, well, well. No, 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 no. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. If you can't tell the truth, don't talk. Don't make something up. I'm a numbers person. Number, you, you cannot measure anything without a number. That's just a numbers person's mentality. How do you measure it? Oh, the service was great. How do you know? <laughs> oh, it was packed. How many people were there? 
Oh, I made a lot of money. How much? How much? How much? What's, the, what's the number? Exact. So when people tell me something, I say, tell me more about that. And, and, and all of a sudden, it's not what they said. How often do you exaggerate? Make stuff up just to shoot your own. That's lying. Tell the truth. It honors God. And God's sitting there going, you know that ain't true. I can't tell you how many times I meet people in the street. Hey, Pastor, hey, I go to the rock. When's the last time you were there? Well, actually, it was like <laughs> San Diego steak. <laughs> By the way, if you don't know what that means, that means we were in San Diego State like uh, 11 years ago. <laughs> it says, do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of God who created, uh, image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, syntite, slave or free, but Christ is all in all. God says, you're all the same to me. You know what God said? I'm going to make you all different shades and your hair is going to be different. Your eye, color, eye shape is going to be different. Your lip shape is going to be different. Your body shape is going to be different. And you know what? Because I'm going to do that because I'm creative. And I want to see some people with thin lips. I want to see some people with full lips. I'm going to see some big boned people. I want to see people with kinky hair, straight hair, kind of in the middle hair. And then guess what? You can kink size your hair if you want and you can straighten it if you want because it's versatile. Because I'm creative God. Don't make that a source of division. Appreciate it. The people come to me and say, I don't see color. I say, why are you saying that now? White people don't say that to each other. I'll let you think about that for a minute. You, you, you don't see white people come talking to each other or, or two black people come and talk and say, hey, about each other, I don't see color. Why? Because it's not an issue there. But it's when somebody else is different, then you say it to acknowledge that they're different, that you don't see that they're different. You see this. And what you, what you need to do is appreciate this. Because God created this beautiful. And he created what you are beautiful. Can I get amen? And by the way, this, this is a billion-dollar business right here. Go to any resort and you'll see people out, don't take this wrong, you'll see people out there trying to get black. <laughs> a little inside joke to, you know, we all, all of us have our inside racial jokes, it's just a fact. And if you don't, I do. And here's one of them. Amongst black people is to see white people getting a tan. And then make fun of black people. They go, how backwards is that? They spend money to get all these features, and yet they say stuff about us. For all you know, I'm talking about saying, man. I'm just saying. In the house of God, we just need to say, you know what, that's wonderful. That we can have variety and even alter with hair products and skin products, fabulous. God loves it all. Let me keep reading. 
Verse 12, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on the tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bear with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so also you must do. And above all these, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you also were called into one body, and be thankful. Let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Can I get amen? Amen. Number one in your notes. Look at number one. You were made in the image of God. Everyone say I was made in the image of God. All you white people were made in the image of God. All you black people were made in the image of God. All you Hispanics, all you Asian, uh, Islanders, other, whatever you classify yourself in human terms, God says you were made in the image of God. Whenever you hear people say, I'm going to pray, you know what they're saying? They're saying, God, I believe you're there, and can you change somebody? When you hear in the news all the time, our prayers and thoughts, our prayers and thoughts by all these politicians and media people. What are they saying? At least I don't know what they think they're saying, but what I believe they think they're saying is that somebody up there, can you change those people? Change them into what? To be like him. Why? Because we were made to be like him. Every single one of you. Let's just stop trying to be good people and be holy people. Let's just stop trying to get along. Can we go past getting along? Can we get to the point where we can actually love people and appreciate people and honor people? We were made to act like God. We weren't made to have all these hidden agendas and and all this, this, this code language. We were made to actually love one another and be kind and not lie to one another and be honest and be encouraging and be forgiving just like God. So God's saying stop just trying to go to church Be under the radar. Where is my light? Where is my power? Where is my love? That's what he wants. The world is not going to, the world is not going to honor God with laws. You cannot legislate love to people. You can write laws and okay, you got to have these many kind of people. You got to treat these people this way. You got to honor these people. You can't put these people in threat. We're going to put all, and by the way, all those laws are happening and they are squeezing the church out. All those laws are not going to change people's hearts. The spirit of God is the only thing that's going to change people's hearts. Number two in your notes. Take yourself off the throne. In this passage it says, put off your sinful nature. You know what, God? If I am arrogant, please forgive me. If I am selfish, please forgive me. If I am self-centered, please forgive me. If I have racism in my heart, please forgive me. If I have resentment in my heart, please forgive me. As the people of God, God is waiting for a clean heart through which he can flow onto the world. He's looking for us to move out of the way and let God be God in our life. That's what he wants. God, it's not about me. I'm not going to hide and go in my corner because I don't want to get involved. No, no, no. I put you there to be involved. Take yourself off your throne and put Jesus on the throne. 
And number three, we're going to take a communion after this. Honor the image of God in someone else who does not look like you. Okay, here's where it may get a little uncomfortable for some of you. My challenge to you is that you would find somebody before you leave church. <laughs> because one beautiful thing about the Rock Church, which by the way is very rare in the United States of America, in Estados Unidos. In Estados Unidos, 90%, plus 90% of churches are segregated. All white, all black, majority 90% all Hispanic. They're, 11 o'clock Sunday morning, which is give or take the time people are in church, is the most segregated hour in the United States of America. I'm going to say it again slow. Sunday morning church time, whatever that is, is the most segregated time in all of the week. Why? Because all people, and I say all people, majority, and by the way, a majority, this is not a guess, this is a fact, majority of people go to church with their own kind. They worship God with their own kind. However, we don't have that issue here. We got a Skittles church. Amen. Can I get amen? And I know some of you, some of you, I haven't, someone hasn't told me, but I'm sure some of you get uncomfortable with my talk about race. I talk about race very intentionally. And I joke about race very intentionally. Because we make too big a deal of it. I've dealt with it all my life, on both sides, been criticized racially by whites and by blacks to this day. But God is above that. And we have to live like God is above that. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't take yourself serious. That's serious. And so here's my challenge for you today. Because what we practice here is what we need to practice outside. And what I'm going to challenge you to do in here before you leave is I'm going to challenge you to do it out there. And that's find someone that don't look like you, that you don't know. Not someone you know. Someone you don't know and say, and by the way, this is practice for out there. And just tell them. God loves you and your life matters to God. How can I serve you? It's very simple. Now, some of you don't talk to people. God gave you a mouth to talk. Well, you know, I don't, I don't share my faith. Yes, you do. So I want you to turn to the person next to you, whether you know them or not. Just real quick. We're just going to practice real quick. The person next to you, this is, this is practice with someone you know. And just say, God loves you and your life matters. On three, one, two, three. Why is it, why are we going to do this? Here's why. Because the devil, the devil is stirring up our nation to divide us. We're going to say, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not letting that happen on our watch. And if you go into your corner, you play into the hand of the devil. The devil is stirring up people to fear the police. I go up to the police all the time. And by the way, if you walk up to the police and you tell them thank you, make sure your hands are visible. I'm not lying to you. Why? <laughs> Do you get why? <laughs> I know the police personally. I probably know 90% of the police in San Diego. Personally, why? Because they've been here for funerals. So usually when I'm walking up to them, I'm getting, what's up, Pastor Miles, anyway? But I'm like, how you doing, officers? <laughs> I don't want there to be any mistake. Walk up to the police with your hands visible and say, we appreciate you. God loves you and your life matters. Walk up to people that you don't know and say, 
Look them in the eye. God loves you. And your life matters. This week, next week, tell someone you don't know. There's someone that doesn't look like you. It's going to be good for them and it's going to be good for you. Because if you really think about how many people you know that don't look like you or that you talk to, you feel comfortable, maybe it's no big deal for you. Fabulous. Let's keep it going. But I know it's a big deal for some of you. I don't want to do that. God, I pray for those bad attitudes. <laughs> but you love them. And I pray that they are fabulously in love with other people. I'm going to take, it, take out your communion real quick. I'm going to take communion. It says, chapter 11, 1 Corinthians. Let me just read this to you. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. It said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord God, it is so amazing how much energy we spend fighting for what we want. When you died, to establish what the Father wants. As we take communion, I pray that we would die to ourselves, that your will would be done, and that the racial ethnic unity would not be a law as much as the Spirit of God putting love in our hearts one for another. Incredible, unconditional, self-sacrificial love. But it starts with us laying our life down for one another. So we take this bread acknowledging that we must die like you died. In Jesus' name, amen. In the same manner, he took the cup after supper and said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Lord, we take this cup and we honor you. We honor your death, and we honor your life. Thank you for your forgiveness and your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your head. Lord Jesus, on all the campuses, As the campus passes, come to the stages on all the campuses. I just want to pray a prayer. If some of you out there may 
want to give your life to Christ, I just want you to pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. If you realize that Jesus died for your sin and rose from the dead, you want to take yourself off your own throne. You want to put Jesus Christ on your throne. Just pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God. Please forgive me. I have evil in my heart. I have resentment in my heart. I have anger in my heart. I need Jesus. Jesus, please forgive me. I surrender my life to you. Be my Savior and my Lord and my God. There may be some of you in here, you're just mad, you're frustrated, and you just want the comfort of the Lord in your life. Pray this prayer with me in your privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I hurt. I need encouragement. I need my Savior. I need his presence. Fill me with the Spirit of God. Thank you. As the eyes are closed and the heads are bowed, I'm going to ask all of you who prayed either one of those prayers to stand up, and then we're going to ask you to come forward. We want to pray for you. So if you prayed that prayer on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand up, and we're going to cheer for you. All you're going to do first is stand to your feet. We want to honor you. So if you prayed either one of those prayers for any reason on the count of three, I just want you to stand to your feet. One, two, three. Just stand to your feet if you prayed either one of those prayers. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Stay standing good, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Amen, amen. Right now, God bless you, God bless you. Right now, we're going to take one second. If you prayed that prayer and you're standing up, right now we're going to ask you to come out of your seat, come on down to the altar, and let's give them a big hand as they come on down. Let's give them a big hand as they come on down. Amen, let's give them a hand, come on. Amen. Just come all the way down. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Stay right there. God bless you. Amen. Come on. Let's give my hands. Come on down. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Welcome. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Yes. Uh, what the devil means for evil, God's going to turn into something good. Amen. God's going to turn this weekend into something amazing in your life that he wants to transform your life. You lay your life down to him. My challenge to you this week is to go out and find somebody. You may think it's silly until you do it. Until you say something to someone and they break down crying in front of you and tell you their story. 
my grandfather was on his deathbed. He was 81 years old. And I shared the gospel with my grandfather because he was not saved. And I said, Grandpa, I want to share the gospel with you. And he's laying on his back looking at me sideways, and he turned his head away from me. And he said, go ahead. And I shared the gospel with him. First words out of his mouth. Why were those white priests in my church in Jamaica racist to my people? He held that in his heart his whole life. You go say hi to somebody, you tell them God loves them and their life matters, you have no idea what's going to come out of their heart. Is it going to be scary? Yeah, too bad, get over it. Not for real, just get over it. You will be blessed. You will be blessed. And if they look at you and turn away, you will be blessed. And you do it again. And you do it again. Why? Because you walk with Jesus Christ. You are son of the king, a daughter of the king. Lord, I pray for these people standing here, and I pray you bless them. And I pray our church would be the light you call us to be. Lord, I pray you turn this dark time into a bright time. Pray you do an amazing work in our life, in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Before